Welcome back to Getting to the Bottom of It. I'm your host, Lizzie Jensen. When you think of Greek life at GW, you most likely think of a very kind of classic view of frats. Frat houses, binge drinking, and parties. Maybe you'll occasionally sprinkle in a business or pre-law fraternity where the focus is on networking and academic success, but that can still fall into this traditional category of Greek life. Among all these organizations is Delta Iota Gamma, the only human sciences fraternity of its kind, and it was founded right here at GW. This week, I'll be sitting down with several executive board members of Delta Iota Gamma, more commonly known as DIG, to discuss the organization's recent move to establish a national board and expand onto other college campuses after four years at GW. I'm joined by reporter Ananya Gondesi and Anne Duan, who spoke with DIG members Aaron Anderson, Amy Longton, and Lucia Kustra. First up, we're hearing from Ananya. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Happy to be here, Lizzie. So, Ananya, you spoke with two members of DIG this week about their experiences and the process of establishing a national board. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure, Lizzie. So first I spoke with Erin Anderson, the current president of GW's chapter of DIG. She told me how this entire initiative started with a small group of seven students in 2018 who were all interested in archaeology. There wasn't a space for that yet, so they decided to create one. They included more branches of sociocultural and biological anthropology and linguistics, or simply the study of human beings through a biological and sociocultural lens. DIG, like you said, is super, super young. We started in 2018 with a group of seven students who were archaeology, classics majors, you know, something of the like, and they wanted a space for undergraduates at that point who were interested in archaeology to kind of be able to interact with other students who are interested in the same things. And throughout the years, we have expanded to include all of the branches of anthropology. So archaeology, sociocultural anthropology, biological anthropology, linguistics. But we also have plenty of art history majors and we have uh, journalism majors and really anyone who is interested in the study of humans, whether that be their cultures or their pasts or, you know, how they interact with each other and what's going on now. And I joined DIG my sophomore year, so two years ago. And it was at a point where I was just really getting introduced to archaeology as um, as a field of study. And I heard about DIG like through some of my classes. And I just thought that it would be a really good place for me to get to know other people who were interested in the same things as me. I also thought, hey, this might be a really good opportunity to learn about some of the internships that are available to me or research opportunities or getting to know different professors and like professionals in the field. So it sounds like DIG is providing a space for an underrepresented community and an underrepresented discipline at GW. Yes, exactly. A small little group of people are now going national, all because of Amy Longton, who we will get to hear from a little bit later. She created a group of students that really love DIG and inspired the rest of them to look into establishing themselves in the sea of other national academic fraternities and sororities. They've been reaching out to universities, connecting with alumnus, and getting professors to join as honorary members. There currently still are trademarking Delta Iota Gamma as their letters, which should be done by January 2024. Last year, our then-president, Amy Longton, was really kind of the catalyst to this movement. She reached out to a lot of um, 
original members of DIG, a lot of our alumni, because she had been hearing interest from someone who was an alumnus of DIG, who is now at another university, and she wanted to start a chapter of DIG at her own school. And Amy thought that this was a really great opportunity to start a national board so that we could extend to other universities. And so she got a huge group of students together, all people who really, really love DIG. Um, a lot of our founding members as well were really, really excited about this initiative. And we started having meetings and looking through the process of, you know, creating a national board for a fraternity, which is, there's not a whole lot of information out there. Like when you think of your run-of-the-mill fraternity or sorority, and they have all of their different chapters at universities kind of already solidified, they've been there for decades. And that's just kind of been like the norm. Fraternities aren't really created as much like from the ground up anymore. They've they've been established, they've been doing their thing for who knows how long and people know them by name. With DIG, that's a completely different story. Uh, the way the national board is set up now, we are basically building a nonprofit organization from the ground up. So there's a lot of logistics that go into it. Uh, we have been reaching out to universities that we have academic ties to at least to see if they would want to start their own chapter of dig and we have also been receiving a lot of interest from different universities as well who have heard about what we've been doing um our professors that are also they're uh they're honorary members of our organization so they weren't part of dig but we are we voted them in to be like kind of our mentors i guess they have also been doing a fabulous, fabulous job of spreading the word about what we do here at GW and reaching out to their their fellow academics. And they have also voiced interest in building that. So with the trademark application, we are trademarking our letters Delta Iota Gamma as an organization. As soon as that trademark application goes through, which would hopefully be by the end of January 2024, so this January, we will be able to expand to other universities and actually start formally putting in chapters there. I also spoke with past president Long Tan, who now serves on the national board as a vice president. She currently works to lead new chapter development at different universities while also pursuing her doctorate in biological sciences at Vanderbilt University. I found a lot of value in DIG as an undergrad. It's where the bulk of my friendships came from. I mean, I got a roommate out of it at one point, like, and I just really loved anthropology. I was a biological anthropology major. I loved the community um, and I wanted to make sure that other people had that um, because I, I specifically at GW, I found oftentimes that it was pretty hard to make and retain friendships, especially kind of starting out. And if you had these kind of built-in friends within your major and in, within your classes, but these friends kind of went deeper because they weren't just classmates. They were outside of school friends as well. Um, I guess I keep coming back to dig at this point because I, I feel like I have a bit of a responsibility to it. You know, I, invested so much time in it as an undergrad and as president, specifically as president last year. Um, and I want to make sure that 
all of my hard work and the hard work of the e-board and the presidents who came before me kind of comes to fruition and is actually something that's more tangible than just an undergraduate student org. I think it was always the goal of the founding members for DIG to ultimately be a legitimate fraternity in the sense that it's present at multiple schools. It's sort of a broader community that is not just specific to one university, but that you could say, oh, I have siblings at the University of Michigan or at um, like Boston College or something like I have connections there. Um, and I think that's probably stems from just the broader community of anthropology and archaeology being very academic fields um, where connectivity and kind of networking is key. So they wanted to build these relationships with the youngest scholars in the field um, to make sure that, you know, everybody felt connected and it was a friendly environment and a good place to hang out in. I am also joined by freshman reporter Anne Dwan to tell us about her conversation with a current member of DIG at GW. Thanks for being here, Anne. Thanks for having me. I sat down with Lucia Kustra, the current recruitment chair of Delta Iota Gamma, to learn more about her experience at DIG and the recruitment process. So we've been here for a pretty short amount of time, but we have done quite a bit in terms of expansion and growth. Um, we are very, very close with all the faculty of the anthropology and Cashby departments. Um, they basically kind of helped us found it as well. Um, with like a GW community presence, um, we try to host as many like fundraisers and events and we're very, very prominent during org fair to get our word out there. Be because it is a pre-professional fraternity, usually people who join are already interested in that realm. So we have to appeal to that um, crowd a little bit more than we would have to do the average body. That being said, we do try to make our um, like uh, a criteria for acceptance as flexible as possible. Um, I know a couple even like journalism people in the hatchet and uh, IA majors who are in DIG because they're just really, really interested in anthropology. So that's something that we're also trying to have a very careful balance of as well. Um, within the community, we try to just be as like present as possible. We host prom and all these different events um, throughout the year, as well as like profit shares, fundraisers. Uh, we're having an earring sale currently just to like really put ourselves out in the community. There are also a, like a couple of classics and Byzantine and Near Eastern studies groups at GW. And we are trying to increase our connections with them through like promoting their events, they're promoting our events, we attending stuff that they're putting on. And as well as just kind of like merging them a little bit because again, the overlap is a very real effect. So just trying to like support each other in the same kind of fields as what we're doing to kind of increase our presence. Um, within the community of uh, DC at large, we are partnering with the Society of Black Anthropologists to help give back um, to that community and really support the idea of like decolonizing anthropology and making it much more accessible for everyone of all of it, for a very diverse background. Lucia also shared with me her hopes for the future of Delta Iota Gamma. Archaeology is a niche field and it's not offered at every university, which poses a major challenge when it comes to recruitment. But for those who happen to be interested, she hopes that DIG will pike their interest and offer a community of like-minded scholars. Well, my hope is that every university in the country has a chapter of Delta Iota Gamma, but of course that's probably not going to happen. Not, a, not every university even offers anthropology, but I just really think that the underlying goal of trying to expand nationally is to make anthropology more accessible to anyone who wants to do it. So that's really all we can ask for. It's just some general goals that I think would be really helpful is, you know, greater connection between like the chapters and the national board. So we can have these really unified set of plans of what we want to do 
as well as just foster people's encourage people's like love and passion for anthropology through just bonding events within the fraternity. Um, one thing GW does that I really, really hope is a thing at other universities once we get to that stage is that we have distinct family lines. So we can have like all across the country, different family lines and trees and kind of just a more like cohesive, but diverse way of looking at one single fraternity because I think that'd be kind of fun, kind of interesting. But I think just step one is get founded at another university and then go from there and see what that looks like in an actual practical application. It seems that DIG has grown a lot just within the GW community. So Anne, did Lucia say anything about their numbers? Yes, she did. Lucia told me about DIG's exponential growth since its founding in 2018 and said that this fall, recruitment cycle brought in their largest class with 32 potential new members. So when I first joined, I think there must have been about 30 to 40 active members. And now coming out a year later, my past recruitment cycle that I helped run, we have about 70 to 80 members. So we've nearly doubled in size within the course of a year and watching our, our chapter meetings go from like a small room in district to having to book out these giant spaces in Gelman has been an absolute treat. We ran out of seats last chapter on Sunday. Wow, it's safe to say that DIG has become an impressive representation of the GW student body. If you're interested in getting involved with Delta Iota Gamma, the executive board members have requested that you email them at deltaiotagamma at gmail.com or follow them on Instagram at gw underscore delta iota gamma. A special thanks again to Ananya and Anne for reporting with me this week, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.